0: Here's another critical piece of information. Motivational centers in the brain are more effectively stimulated by success feedback than by failure feedback. Well, that alone rules out a lot of what we sometimes do as managers if we're simply going around pointing out mistakes and failures. Just entered the Leadership Gym. I'm Randy Hall. I'm an executive coach and leadership consultant. And this is the place where we work on our ability to lead our team, lead our business, and yes, lead ourselves. If you are looking to improve your capabilities as a leader, you are in the right spot. And I really appreciate you being here for our fifth episode of the Leadership Gym podcast. Today, we are talking about motivating others. And it seems to be one of the biggest challenges in any management or leadership role. It's hard for me even to think of a situation I've been engaged in as an executive coach where that didn't come into play at some point. If we think about ourselves in any kind of leadership role, in any kind of organization, heck, even if we're leading our family or ourselves or our children, or it doesn't matter what the situation is we're going to need to understand how to help others get excited about doing things or find the motivation to do the things that either the business needs are in their best interest will help them accomplish more all of that if if we're in management or if we have any type of leadership role or want to our job is to help people do things differently and sometimes it's to get the work that the organization has already prescribed done. And so it makes sense that anyone in any kind of management role would struggle with this to some degree if we don't have a process, if we don't have a set of steps that we know that if we follow them will help us motivate people more effectively. Not every person, every time, but most of the people most of the time. That's how leadership and most other endeavors work. And so our job is to get better at it, not do it flawlessly or perfectly, or not have times where we miss. The first thing that we can do is actually become a student of human motivation. So rather than just doing the same thing over and over, or the thing that we thought would have motivated us at some point in our lives in a similar situation, and just feeling like we hope that works, or we hope that we get different results this time, or blaming the other human, then rather than doing that, we start to become a student of human motivation. We start to learn what's what's been learned about the human brain and how it works and how we engage with it in ways that are helpful to the human. That also means we try different things. Maybe we practice new questions or take new approaches, write down what we find, keep a journal of our success as we work with different kinds of individuals. It also means asking people on our team. Sometimes we get trapped at feeling like we need to have all the answers or go find them in secret rather than letting someone know that we had a question or we're struggling with something that we could use their help with. Sometimes that dialogue with our team will reveal a ton about how they can move forward with more motivation. And then we can simply be a catalyst for that. We can know that about that individual. The other thing is that we begin to actually understand what motivates humans based on some of the research that's out there. And one of my jobs is to help you do that by sharing some of it here, by doing the work that I've been doing for the past decade, but continuing to do it and share it with you guys in ways that helps you consider it, think about it more deeply decide what parts of it might be useful to you, and also make choices about what to go implement and learn from. First of all, remember as we're motivating humans that there's some places we can get into trouble with this whole concept of motivating others. And I wanna make sure that we call a couple of those out, too, because as humans, we also have tendencies to do some things that aren't helpful when we think about motivating others. Sometimes we view our history through the lens of what happened to us in order to help motivate others. We might say things like, well, I remember that manager calling me into his office and yelling at me and telling me to shape up and get my act together, and, and, and then from then on, boy, I was a different human. That was the kick in the pants that I needed. I went on to do great, amazing things after that one conversation. There are times we actually remember things that way or that I needed to be yelled at. I needed to have someone be forceful with me. And because I did in that moment, because my memory tells me that that worked for me, I need to do more of that with my people. Now, this movie is nice and it's interesting and it makes a great story. But what really happens is, is that we tend to do two things with memories like that in our life. One, we remember them through today's lens after we're in a different place or a more successful place. And now we put them in context with the whole journey of our life. And so yes, we can look back and say, hey, that was valuable to me. But we were obviously in many, many cases Not motivated in the moment. The fact is, our brain doesn't actually even really remember things. This is really interesting and it's relatively new science. It recreates the memory from our current context. And so that memory means different things to us over time. A week out, it could have meant, I can't believe that jerk did that. I'm still mad about it. He was still wrong. A month later, it could mean, well, that he probably had a pretty good point and maybe I needed to listen to some of those things because I've gotten other feedback that also maybe causes me to think a little differently about it. Ten years later, it might mean, you know what, that was a turning point for me because I did get angry and I did go seek some other advice and I did ask some people questions about it that helped me shape my thoughts about it more. But remember, that memory is being created with the context of all of those other experiences. So the the memories that we have are not movies of the past event. They're not a, a hard picture of that past event. We actually create that memory every single time over and over by pulling those same mental maps together for when it happened. And we kind of rewrite the meaning of the past event for us as it matters now in our life. But as managers, we really can't afford to do things that we hope one day in someone's memory will look back and, and they will find them valuable that someday they will consider that moment in the context of their life and say, that really did help me. That's not our job as managers and leaders. We need people motivated to do the work next week, to shift their, their thinking about things now, to get excited about opportunities that are in this job that they're in today, not look at it 10 years from now and say it was a good moment. We don't want that to, to be able to, there's lots of things we look back on as learning opportunities. And sometimes it was months or years before I actually interpreted them that way. I hated it when my dad would get up in the morning and haul off to work and during the summer and say, son, make sure you get the grass cut today, right? Now, I look back at that and I say, wow, that was probably helpful. It caused me to, to work on some things rather than sitting around. I didn't have an Xbox, so I don't know what I did <laughs> if I was, or a computer or um, even a phone. So I don't know what else we did in those days, uh, but it, that's distant for me. But now I can look back and say, hey, that was good for me. But I certainly didn't think it was good for me in the moment. And I wasn't more motivated to go cut the grass in the moment. And so our job is to motivate in the moment as a leader, not years down the road. Uh, Maybe in time they get there. In the moment, they just think we're uh, a loud, boisterous idiot. (laughs) The other thing to remember is that leading groups of people means that everyone won't respond the way you remember yourself responding even if you did make a shift in the moment. We can't assume that everyone is like us and this is a human condition. We all do that but this is also how we get to the place where when we're a little older we're saying well when I grew up we did it this way and that way get off my lawn. Uh, Now we'll swear that that's true but for many of us, if we could actually go back in time, we could probably find moments when our parents or someone else around us thought we were lazy or unfocused or undisciplined, even though we claim that we had such a good work ethic back then. We just don't remember things that way when it's about us. And even if we were that way, we can't expect everyone else to be. If we're not careful, we, we compare our doctored, selected, time-worn memories of ourselves to their present moment. That individual's present thought process and that's not fair to them it also doesn't make us a better leader if we're going to use that information our memories from our past to lead this individual that can get us into a lot of trouble we want to motivate others based on what we believe to work for them not what we believe to have worked for us We can also get trapped by using the same two tools we've used for years, maybe, when we think about motivation traditionally, and there's a lot that's been written and taught and learned about this, and most of it is wrong. We've often thought about motivation as the carrot and the stick. We, we can use our authority in a role, in a management role, to give out rewards, whether it's money, promotions, recognition, awards, or we can use our authority to threaten with negative consequences, such as the loss of income, the lack of promotions, or even the loss of the job. And traditionally, we have thought that those things we do to people are part of what motivates them. But the more we learn about what really motivates a human brain, the more we know that both of these two things are relatively ineffective. They actually are not the best ways to motivate others. That's new thinking. We'll have to change the way we think about that. But the research is becoming pretty clear about the fact that motivation is intrinsic and that our job as a manager or leader is to help them develop their intrinsic choices and and motivated approaches to going to do other things not to try to do that from an external set of things that we're doing to someone to motivate them all right so let's dive into a little bit of the science here's some of the additional information for you to use as you think about motivating other humans All right. Motivation in the human brain is largely connected to the release of the neurotransmitter dopamine. Now, that's overly simplistic. It's a little more complex than that. Uh, But essentially, dopamine is involved in this process of motivation. When we've got some dopamine in there as a neurotransmitter, we generally are more positive, more uh, hopeful. We are more optimistic. We are engineered to to take that dopamine and allow it to create a positive mood for us that is moving towards something we care about, essentially, motivation, okay? it, It depends on where the dopamine is present in the brain, and this is relatively new research as well. It's not just having dopamine in your brain, it's there pretty much all the time. It is about having it in certain centers of the brain. If we just could motivate people by increasing the amount of dopamine in them, I can just picture managers with little blowguns with darts filled with dopamine, just firing them at people they want to be more motivated. Uh, That would be cool if it worked that way, it, it just doesn't. It would simplify the job but it just doesn't. But there are conditions that we can cause that actually do result in dopamine being released by them into their own brain in the right places. And the research behind this is critical if we're gonna be students of human motivation. Okay, so part of the research tells us that motivation in our brain contains the components or happens most easily in the presence of the components of competence and autonomy. So think about that. If we feel like we can do a thing, a task, a project, a a set of work, and also that we get to have some say in shaping the thing we're about to do, we are more likely to to make our own dopamine and inject it into that system than if we don't get to have any control over the work that we do or we feel like it's something we're not even capable of. So already you can think about ways that leaders can uh, help people become more motivated by creating more autonomy in the way that we do things and organize work and also the way that we prepare people to become capable for the things that they do. When we see people faced with these kinds of situations, I'm getting ready to execute a task where I got to help decide what I work on and how I work on it, and I also believe that I have some degree of skill at working on that task, or at least I have a process to develop that capability, I am then more motivated to do that thing. That alone is a huge learning for anyone who wants to motivate someone. We know that no one gets real motivated to carry out someone else's instructions that they have no say in, and people are also not very motivated if they don't believe they're ready to attempt something or to try it or to have any degree of success at it. So by helping them construct a plan that they get to contribute to and feel like they can execute as part of the process makes sense Often both of these things, autonomy and capability or competence, are overlooked as we try to motivate people. Think about the fact that we've put a carrot or a stick out there. It doesn't do either one of these things. Asking questions like, hey, what would your definition of success be for this project? Or how comfortable do you feel tackling it? Or maybe what steps would you take if you wanted to knock this out of the park? What would be a great start for you if you got that part done? How would you approach this as your best self? And what are you excited about as you go do this work? What are the things you feel most comfortable with? What are the things you're nervous about that you would like some Additional support with. Just doing that would change the motivational level according to what we know about motivation and according to our own experience. If you've ever tried this, the approach, the responses, the way people react, the way they tackle their work is completely different. Here's another critical piece of information motivational centers in the brain are more effectively stimulated by success feedback than by failure feedback. Well, that alone rules out a lot of what we sometimes do as managers if we're simply going around pointing out mistakes and failures. Even though that feels counterintuitive to the fact that we think by pointing out mistakes will help them get better. Questions like, hey, tell me what's going well and what progress you're making would be much more effective than, hey, I noticed this got messed up, what happened? Another finding from the research is that extrinsic motivators are not helpful at intrinsic motivation or not helpful at increasing intrinsic motivation. So things that we do to someone do not help them become more motivated. We talked about the carrot and the stick, but in fact, there are studies that show that us even rewarding them extrinsically, the carrot, Take some of the internal motivation away from the task or project. People were observed playing games or doing certain competitive tasks that they had previously done just with enjoyment. They did that with less motivation and less frequency when they were offered payment for getting it done. Now, I know this is incredibly counterintuitive, but if you look at the things that we do outside of work with great passion, kind of makes sense. You might enjoy painting a room in your house, but you might not enjoy it if somebody paid you to paint their house. Or you might enjoy writing a fun article, but you might not enjoy it if a newspaper said, hey, can we get this many a week from you and we'll pay you for it. You might enjoy writing a song. But the moment outside influences begin to shape that, how you do that thing, or begin to monetize it, the fun can go out of the task. The problem is that with the payment that we think of as a positive motivator, also comes some level of control by the person making the payment, and that means that the autonomy can begin to fade. So those two things are always connected. Heck I bet if I started paying my kid to take laps around the neighborhood on his bike, it would begin to feel more like a chore than him just riding his bike around the neighborhood for fun some of the autonomy goes away because we start to now structure it or decide when it happens or have some other control over it. Now, I can hear people saying, just maybe it's just in my head, but I can hear people saying, so what, we should stop paying our people or we should have no control over anything they do, even if we're writing them a check, and that's all the way to the other extreme, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that would be an issue for them since this is probably their job. But we can learn from research like this and add more autonomy to the projects that they're doing, to the work that they're doing and think less. Like many managers, and I've heard managers say things like, well, 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 I'm paying them. That should be motivation enough. Sometimes this is quickly followed by, when I was doing their job, that's all the motivation I needed. That might be one of those tainted memories we talked about, that if you could go back in time and follow that manager around, it may actually not have been all they needed. <laughs> they may have complained about the job or, or done it out of uh, some other sense of having to do the work other than motivation. Here's one other thing to think about relative to motivation. The threat of loss did not increase the quality of the work that was done. Now, it did in fact increase the effort people put into doing some work if they were threatened with the loss of their job. They did work harder or threatened with any loss of anything, loss of pay, loss of the promotion, but the quality of their work actually decreased. They essentially became busier, but not more productive. They were not more motivated. They were just scared into pretending that they were more motivated. If that's our goal, that's okay, but generally we don't get the results we want just by making them busier. We get the results we want by helping them find the motivation to become more productive, more genuinely engaged in the work that they do. So what they would do is sort of pretend to be motivated, at least long enough for the boss to go be busy motivating someone else. If you want to motivate people, do a couple of key things. One, involve them. Let them help shape the work. Ask them questions to get their input on how things should be done around here or even how this work should be done, how they want to approach it. Support them. Look for places where they might struggle, And let them practice and learn before we start evaluating results. Create practice opportunities. Build that capability as they're doing the work. Don't just measure their output. Also measure their development. Focus on that as part of the work. And the third thing you can do if you want to motivate people is learn from them. There are things that they're already intrinsically motivated about. Find out what parts of the work they like the most or want to learn more about or learn how to do or are most curious about. Look for ways to connect it with the work that they do. If you can find out sort of what their goals and interests are and connect that to the work, you have a much better chance of motivating them. Chances are they took this job because at least some part of it is exciting or engaging for them. And remember, we will be sharing research like this, supporting your efforts to become the leader you want to be, and also helping you lead yourself more effectively every single day inside the Leadership Gym. If you've not stopped by, then visit us at leadershipgym.com. And we'll see you there as we continue to do the work of becoming more effective leaders. Now, go make a difference. And I will see you next week.